grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Is this? Uh, again to me. Okay. Wow. The internet is really unstable tonight, guys. I'll let you know. Look, it threw me off the page too. Hang on. Yeah. So, um, I was watching Twitter earlier today. Uh, Twitter, you know, no matter what you think about Twitter, it has a it has a news cycle, and there is a lot of stuff going on. And so, the internet again, like yesterday, is unstable. Uh, again, I live in a neighborhood where everybody and their brother is on Xfinity. And so you got to figure it's 6.30, people are getting off work, and they're coming home, flipping on their TVs, flipping on their laptops, their phones, whatever, and they're literally on the Internet. And so this is what it does, you know. I miss AT&T, I can tell you that. I really do. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. <laughs> I'm going to be your host, I hopefully, for the next hour. Um, you might see me fall out like into the place where all the little Marios go. But I'll still try to get back in. Uh, we had the same problem last night, and we were able to get through the show. It wasn't a big deal, so we'll see if it stabilizes. But uh, just a quick warning, you know, that this is this neighborhood. This, this neighborhood is, is all Xfinity people. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, this is California Haunts Radio. We are on Sunday through Friday every week. Sundays we read from a paranormal-themed book, and then the rest of the week we have paranormal-themed shows, and maybe not even that, maybe, maybe we'll change it up with something else. You know, I'm a journalist. I'm a former journalist. I like to change things around. So, you know, it keeps me keeps me interested in what's going on, too. My co-host and I back there. Um, anyway, um, welcome. And uh, if you're watching from Facebook today, feel free to hit, the, and you like what you hear, feel free to hit those thumbs up, those smileys, uh, anything that, that, that that's a happy thing, because what that does is that puts us higher on the F, FYP. It makes Facebook take notice of us, and they move us around out to more and more people, which is nice. And, and, and this has been happening really, really frequently. Also, comment. Feel free to comment because that also helps. All right? Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, subscribe. It doesn't hurt to subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. Okay? Just subscribe, and that'll get you alerts when we're going to do a show. And that'll also... Um, just get you a chance to look at 681 videos because we have done in the last three and a half years doing the show 681 shows are sitting over at YouTube right now and what I've done because there's just so many and it's mind-boggling even I get a migraine I have started to put them into categories so if you want to talk about alien abductions or look at alien abductions and stuff like that there's a folder for it if you're into Nancy Matz, there's a folder for her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just like what we're doing at Astrology, there's a folder for that. So you can you can just go over and click on the folder and then pick pick and choose what you want. Instead of having to look through a big blob of 681 videos. It really sucks to have to do that. Um, also, like I said, subscribing is free. you know. And I'm also very active on the community page over there. If you're watching from TikTok, you're probably over on YouTube watching. Uh, we're broadcasting live tonight, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch tonight. We've got, quite, we've got a pretty good following on Twitch now. I was surprised. 
Also, I'm going to be teaching a psychic development class on August 5th, Saturday, August 5th. And it's the, it's the first level class. And if, if, if you think you might have psychic abilities or you already have them, but you don't know how to really deal with them, this is the class for you. I've always found, and this is from personal experience, because with my abilities, I did, nobody taught me. And I, I, I kind of opened that door, and not all nice things come through the door. And so I had to teach myself how to open and close that door so I could keep the, keep the negatives out. And this class does just that. I teach you how to do out-of-body things, but I also teach you how to open that door and shut it real fast so that nothing negative can come through. All right, now, and during this class, I'll teach you how to go visit your spirit library, how to visit your spirit animal. You, you get to meet your spirit guys. You get to meet, you know, get your spirit message and all this stuff. And we get to do that during the class. And I will teach you how to do that. And I'll teach you how to get back into your body as well. I also have some fun exercises in between all this in that we can see where your abilities, strengths with your abilities lie. You know, you might be more clairvoyant. Or you or or something else, and so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do different tests like that during the class. Okay, if you're interested in that, sounds like something you want to do. Check it out. I put the link um, to the class because it's over on our meetup site. I put the link to the class down the bottom. So next Tuesday is the Sturgeon Moon, and I got blinking. Hello. Okay, next Tuesday is the Sturgeon Moon. And I'm going to do a guided meditation that night. So it's, it's a, so if you want to join in on that, that link's at, at the bottom as well. That's over on the meetup as well. And I, I will do a guided meditation. And uh, you got you know and during this meditation, you can do stuff to maybe complete some business. You know, because full moons are like that. You know, to, especially the Sturgeon Moon, to look forward to complete some unfinished business or things like that. Or maybe there's things that have been bothering you or the things that you want to accomplish or, or whatever you need. You can do that with the you know by doing this meditation to the Sturgeon Moon. So come on over and help me do that on the 1st of August. Also, I have added a uh, another course for team members. Um, I had some equipment go down, so I'm trying to put together some, some funds to replace the equipment and get repaired. So I've opened up a, about, I've, I've, I've opened up four or five more spots on my team. And so what that requires is special training. First, you have to go through this two-hour class, and then you will uh, have a meet and greet with my investigators, and then you go on an investigation, and then we take it from there. So if you're interested in becoming part of one of California's best paranormal teams, and I can say that because we've been around for 19 years, okay, best paranormal teams, come join us on Sunday, August 6th, all right? I don't have the link up for that, but if you go to the August uh, fifth class and then click on that 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 will put you on the meetup page just click on events and you'll see the ghost hunter thing but if you're interested in, in, in being involved on this team it's a fun team to be on we're very serious we're have we're partial you know we're, you know, we're about we're about 40 percent believers and then we have our scientific people that are also on the team and, and you know we're looking to do all that stuff so if you're interested in that come on down come on down join the class and we'll take it from there okay all right, now that that's all said, my guest tonight, I'm so excited. I'm so into astro to, to astrology, and I've never really looked into the the um, astrological houses before. And I heard this, uh, I heard our guest on another show, and I was so intrigued by what she said about all this. And I can't wait to get her on to talk about it. Because, um, you know, astrology, believe it or not, can figure into your lives, to, you know, for what you do daily. It really can. Just like when, when I do, when I have my birth thing done, 
it's just fits me to a T. It's just it's just incredible what that you know what that comes up with. So let me bring her in and uh, we get the show started. Carmen Turner shot. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> okay, just hang in there. We're trying to get her in. And it looks like the internet may be having a fit. Have a fit. Let's find out. Let me get her out. Let me put it back in. Well, we may not do anything. I see. Wow. Can you hear me? Huh. Okay. Let's give it a couple seconds here. This may be a wash tonight. Thanks to the internet. Okay, guys, everybody sit tight. I'm going to log out, and I'm going to reboot my computer, so just sit tight for a second, okay? I'm going to go ahead and reboot and come back in. Give me a second. Hopefully, I can get back in. If not, then I'm just going to get out of StreamYard right now and come back in, so give me a second. Let me get back in. Yeah. She's in. Okay, let's get her back in. All right, let's have her come back in. And, uh, yeah, she was just there. So let's see if we can get this going here, guys. Sorry. All right, come on back. Let's see if I can send her email. Come on back in. So come on back in. Yeah, this is embarrassing. I hate when this happens. There she comes. Let's see if we can get this going now. Now that I got the internet. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, you're there. You might drop <laughs> off during the show, but you should come back. I'm the other way in. Now, never have a, it would never get internet that is. Yes. Okay. So tell me about you. You're cutting out a bit. Um, I'm Carmen Turner Shot, and and I'm an author. And an astrologer. I've been doing right. astrology. I've been doing astrology since I was 16. And I wrote a new book called Phoenixes and Angels, uh, Master in the Eighth and Twelfth Houses. And it's all about people that have spiritual abilities and unexplained experiences. And I've been researching these two houses in astrology uh, since I was 19. Absolutely fascinating. What got you interested in all this? Well, I tell you, I had some strange, unexplained experiences that I couldn't explain when I was younger. Uh, specifically, you know, when I was 16 years old, I woke up one night and there was a glowing ball of light in my doorway. And mm -hmm. after that, I started studying astrology and religion and angels and spirit guides, everything I could get my hands on to try to explain why I had these experiences. I would dream things that would happen. And no one could explain it to me. So I've always been interested in, in ghosts and, and angels and spirits and in the mystical side of life. And I taught myself astrology when I was 19 and I started doing consults and it became my passion because it really validated my experiences. And I realized that I was the way I was 
because I had planets in the eighth and 12th houses. And I started, you know, meeting people all over the world that had similar stories that I had. And I realized, you know, there's something to this. So I started researching it and mm -hmm. collecting everyone's uh, personal stories of their experiences and tying that in with people that have a lot of eighth house or 12th house planets or mm -hmm. a lot of Pisces energy or Scorpio energy in their birth chart. And so I wrote this book uh, dedicated to all the people that I've helped all these years and share some of their stories and my own stories and wrote this book to help astrologers and anyone that wants to learn more about their personality and why they are so different than other people, that there's a reason and astrology is a map of the soul and the birth chart can really validate why you've had certain experiences that you've had. So that's been my passion. And then, you know, as a counselor in my normal life, I bring astrology into understanding others better and I use it as a tool of self-awareness. So that's what I've always done. When you talk about the houses, what are they exactly? So, yes. Yeah, so, so when you're, when you're looking up at the sky, when you're born, all of the planets are in a certain star constellation, which are the 12 sun, 12 sun signs that most people know. Mm -hmm. And they're in a certain area of the sky and astrologers kind of cut the sky into 12 sections, like a pie, right? And it's like we take a picture of the sky at the moment, time, place, uh, date, everything of your birth. And we put that map of the sky, that picture on a piece of paper. And it looks mm -hmm. and it's it's in it's 12 areas, which we call houses. Each house or area in the birth chart rules an area of life like home, family, health, relationships, career, death, rebirth, fun, creativity, friendship. Right. And the eighth and twelfth houses uh, just happen to be the two most spiritual houses in your birth chart in astrology, because they are uh, very similar. They have to do with uh, connecting to a higher power, ghosts, angels, mystical experiences, dreams that happen, all kinds of unexplained abilities. Like you were talking about clairvoyance, psychic dreams. That's one of the patterns of for people that have twelfth house planets because. The 12th house is ruled by Pisces and Neptune, and it's all about sleep and dreams and sub and the subconscious mind and the different levels of consciousness, right? Uh, oneness, um, detaching and escaping from the real world. And so people with planets there, they often have psychic dreams. That's one of the patterns I see with, with the sun, moon, or what we call a stellium of three or more planets in one house. Uh, people that have that in the 12th house specifically often dream about the future and they don't, they can't explain it. Right. And that's what happened to me. No one, they're like, no, you didn't dream. I said, I did like, I would dream something and it would happen. And, and it's hard to explain that to someone. And so I always have been open-minded, like until I experience someone, something myself, I I'm open-minded because, you know, when you experience something, no one can convince you otherwise because you've seen it and you've experienced it. And, and if you haven't, you know, a lot of scientists and, and researchers, you know, they're a little bit skeptical, um, which my mother was, too. That night when I saw that glowing ball, uh, she thought I was just being me again, right, and waking her up in the night, scared of the dark, you know, I always had to have a nightlight on stuff. And that night after I, I couldn't yell, I couldn't scream, I had no voice for like hours. And when I finally was able to yell, I yelled for my mother and she saw the glowing ball, too. 
and she was a skeptic. So she, she believed me after that. And she, she was a little bit afraid. She's like, I don't know what that was. And it was about the size of a, a bigger than a softball and it was translucent watery and, uh, and, it, and I'll never forget it. And it changed my life. And that's what kind of got me into um, psychological astrology and, and uh, all of these spiritual things, Edgar Casey and his research, Dolores Cannon, you know, all of that with hypnosis and healing and, and astrology, okay. astrology is um, energy, you know, it's energy. Right. So we should ask me to reschedule this because this just isn't balancing out. Is, 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 is that okay? Yeah. The, the internet's yeah. Yeah. The internet's just being so bad. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Okay. All right. Um, what's your schedule like next week? Because I have the second and third open. Okay. Let me uh, let me get my really quick. I'm really sorry. That's all right. Let me see here. I'm gonna yell at Comcast too over all this. No worries. I could do the second. Okay. All right. That's perfect. Let me double check real quick. Hit my calendar too. Okay. Double check on that. We should be clear. All right, the second's fine. Let's okay. go for that. Okay. Okay. I'm really sorry. I apologize. That's all right. That's I, all right. I really wanted to talk to you tonight. So okay. All right. Well, I, I will see you on the second then. All okay. right, guys. You heard it here. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Alright, well, we couldn't do that. It'll support one camera, so I might as well just stay on at this point. Um, tell some ghost stories, talk about different things today. Well, as well just, uh, just, 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 just shoot the BS for a while. Um, we'll get her back on next week on the second. Anyway, if anybody has any questions for, for me, that's great. I'm not going to read the book either because we're down the last few chapters of that. Um, I want to share some stuff with you guys. In fact, I found some interesting stuff out. Like, uh, I went somewhere, and I'm not going to tell you where. I'm not going to tell you where I went today, or what brands, or, or whatever it was. But uh, I got these really cool cookies. They're, they're chocolate chip cookies. They're real thin. Because I'm not endorsing anybody. And uh, I'm surprised that nobody really wanted these things. But they were so good. And I got to thinking about him. If anybody's ever watched The Mandalorian, there was a thing in the first... Uh, the, 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 not the episode, but the first season... Where he was at a school, and this little the, the, this little boy had uh, these green macaroons, and um, he wanted them. The kid wouldn't share with him, so he uses the force to get the green macaroons. And, and you you see him kind of wave his hand, and the next scene he's got all the macaroons, and the kid turns over, glaring at him because he's eating his macaroons. Well, these cookies that I have were so good. I I, I turned around to him and I went, "Oh, dude." Listen, if you're going to use the force, use it on these cookies. That's how good they are. Anyway, that was my my moment. Let's talk about ghosts a little bit. I mean, obviously, what's, what's going on tonight is my internet's not stable enough to hold two people on there. It's happened before. So we're just going to go with this. Have her on next week. And we'll just go solo. Let's talk about some ghost stories. And, um, you know, I've investigated in a lot of places. Karen Clark and I, usually she, she and I are pretty good at telling these stories. Nancy's pretty good at telling these stories. But I've seen a lot. I mean, I've done this 19 years, and it's been an interesting ride in that I've been touched, I've been pushed, I've been shoved, I've been scratched, you name it. I've had it all happen. But people have to remember with my story, because if, if you're watching my shorts that I'm putting out for YouTube and stuff and Facebook, you'll see that I had, I, I, I've, 
you know, everybody's born with psychic abilities, so I, of course, I was too, and I was very sensitive as a kid, and I would see stuff all the time, and my family would chalk it up to my vivid imagination, and I knew it wasn't my imagination because I would, I would see people in my house, but the problem I had as a young child is that I, I would see people, but they were shadow figures. It was, it was, it was always dark and shadowy. So I don't know if that was <laughs> that was ominous or what that was. So I remember there, you know, there were nights when I would go to bed and and I, and I had bunk beds that I shared with my sister, with one of my sisters, and I, I looked up and in, in the moonlight I could see like a dark hand re- reaching down over, over the edge, like something was trying to grab my head in this bunk bed, and. It, did. it was wild. It was really wild. And um, so that was happening. And I remember I would look up and I could see like like faces on the walls, but they were always dark, like I said, you know. And then, you know, like like everybody else, I loved horror movies, even when I was five or six, five or six, seven years old. And I would watch these things on Saturday night because my mom and dad would go out on date, you know, we'd go out for their date night. My sister and my brother in law were there. And so I'd, I'd watch these things, and then I remember one night my sister put, taking me into the bedroom to put me to bed, and, and I, I saw a shadow band walk by my bedroom window. Yeah, I remember seeing that. But then as I got older, the stuff started to lighten up, so I don't know why it was always like shadows when, when I was so young. And I remember um, I was a latchkey kid. I know they call them latchkey kids because my mom and dad both worked, so I would get out, you know, leave school around, what, 1.30, and then walk home. And then I would always make like top ramen or, or there'd be a sandwich waiting for me or something. And we have a breakfast nook and I would sit down at the breakfast nook and the breakfast nook looked back into our backyard. And there, there's like a um, divider there and there's walkers, there's a walkway and then my living room. And, you know, so I would sit there and I would have this, you know, eat something, whether it was a frozen pizza or whatever. And um, I'm sitting there one day after school and I saw what, what looked like a white sheet literally a white sheet, fly across to, from, from right to left. And I thought, it was kind of scary, okay, because you're home alone, right? So I saw that white sheet. So I wouldn't walk around there because I could go around the other way through my kitchen and my living room. So for a, year, for a long time, I avoided that whole area because it scared me. And then um, a few years later, I saw the same sheet, only it went back the other way from my fireplace back in, into the center divider. So, I mean, you know, just weird stuff like that. And then I find out from my mother that my neighbor said that before we bought the house, the, the family bought the house, that, that they would see nuns playing badminton in my backyard. So, I mean, how bad could it be, right? You know, with nuns bat, playing badminton in my backyard. So I really wasn't freaked out about it or anything. Later on, I noticed weird things happening. And it, and it, kind, of, it kind of tapered off because, of course, you know, you... you, you start growing up and you've got other interests and all this starts happening. But I, I was always a night owl. I, I don't like mornings, even to this day. I don't like mornings. So I would be up late at night. And I remember I used to work a um, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yes, the 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. shift for cable data. And uh, used to come home and eat late at night or sometimes I'd get, get off early at like 1, 2 in the morning. And so I'd be sitting in my living room eating whatever and we... Again, going back to that that breakfast nook bar area, and we had these stools that, when you moved, it was kind of like my chair here, where you could hear movement on them, you know, where 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 they would squeak. And uh, 
So I would hear them squeaking like somebody was sitting on those chairs in that room. And I'd go in and look and nobody was there. And of course, the squeaking would stop. Go, go, go sit down and get to eat. Sure enough, there's a squeaking again. So I would hear that. Or there were times when the TV would turn on by itself. Things like that. You know, we always had weird blinking lights too, but we would. But it's an old house. That's enough to say about that. You know, so that was that started happening and stuff. So then later on, you know, as I got into shooting video, became a journalist and all that, I decided that I wanted to uh, kind of explore the paranormal a little bit, you know, because of the stuff I had seen in the house and I had an interest in it, you know, in search of and all those programs were on. And uh, I remember getting involved with my first paranormal team, not my team, but, you know, another team because I decided... At that time, we were filming a show called California Adventure before Disney opened theirs. No lawsuit. Before Disney opened theirs. And we were doing different things like going to Squaw, you know, skiing in Squaw Valley and things like that. And I decided I wanted to go out with the paranormal team, so I started to hang out with this paranormal team, got hooked. But the problem was not realizing that because I had these abilities from when I was a kid, that being around the psychics on the team was going to draw my abilities out. And then suddenly I found myself, like, uh, I think I just did a video on this a couple weeks ago. I, I found myself driving home from a meeting one time, and I used to carry flashlights in the back of my vehicle because I never knew when I was going to get called out on an assignment, like late at night, you know, as a journalist. So I had, like, and I'm not talking about the, 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 the ones that screw the tip on, you know, where ghost investigators use those. These were just regular flashlights. You'd have to hit the button and... And they would turn on. And so I'd be driving home and, you know, for these meetings and the flashlights would be turning on by themselves in, in the backseat of my car. So I'd pull over, they'd turn off. I'd start driving again, they'd turn back on. So this would happen all the way, you know, all the way home. <laughs> so who knows, you know, where, where they, you know, ghosts that were turning them on and off or maybe it was the, the vibration in the car that I picked something up at the meeting. I don't know, but I had weird stuff like that going on. Plus, I noticed when I was home alone, there, there was weird stuff going on with it, with, where I would hear noises, footsteps, and, and things like that, and, and objects would be moving around my house, you know? And um, I remember I had one, I had this dog that seemed to always be picked on, and I remember there were some, uh, you know, those big old fat soda bottles you could buy, and my dad used to buy those by, by the ton. And so they're laying, they're, they're laying on the floor, and I remember one day I was I walked in the kitchen, and the dog was the dog was standing there, and I saw the I saw the bottles get knocked over, literally, boom, pushed over, and the poor dog. I mean, right, right at the dog, and the poor dog was, you know, this this is forty five pound dog. The poor dog was splaying her feet all over the place trying to walk. So whoever it was was teasing her, and then I remember I would go to work, come home, and the dog would be cowering behind. Or the, the recliner in the living room from whatever was in the house, you know, whoever it was, because there was someone that was obviously teasing her. Whoever it was didn't mean any harm, but the, the, they would tease her, whoever that was. And so that stuff was going on. And um, it's funny because I, I'm not going to say who it is in my family, because, you know, who, who, who was around me the most after they passed, but the person has a sense of humor and... Even even when I went to work up up in the hills, the person went with me. You know, the, the spirit of this person went with me. And I remember I'm, I was wearing his uh, leather jacket one time, putting gas in my car, and 
the gas pump jumped jumped out of my hand, and I got some gas on, on the side of his jacket, and I heard him laugh. I could hear him laugh in my ear. Then, a few weeks later, I was up covering a meeting, and um, it was funny, because I was bored. And sometimes some of those meetings get really, really mind-numbing. So I was trying to pay attention and, you know, and take my little notes and all that. And this this was like a, a waterboard meeting or something. And they, they have those, you know, those mics that are real small in front of them, you know, when they're covering the meeting. And I watched each mic. And the, the board members didn't even notice it, right, because they were so into what they were doing. So I watched each mic like it looked like somebody had pinged them with their finger because each mic in sequence, wah, 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 it kind of vibrated in the full circle. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> I knew who it was. Stuff like that, you know, went on. And um, I think Marisa, who's in the chat room, right? Marisa and I had, there was a story, uh, Marisa, my dad, uh, back in the old days, uh, the Sony Mavica cameras were all the rage for ghost hunters because they would pick up orbs. And I remember my father got me one, and we took off up to Coloma, up in the foothills. And I said, well, let's go up to the uh, vineyard house, which is a very, very active place up there. And there's also a cemetery across the way. And uh, the story is that uh, one of the owners of this vineyard house had syphilis. And, they, and, they, and his wife chained him into the basement because he, he, he had lost his mind. So he was trapped in this basement. And they say that he haunts the house. And, and they say that she also is active at that house. But she will walk. And they're both buried at the cemetery across the way. And she will walk back and forth between the cemetery and the house. So we go up there, and it's, it's, it's about 6.30 in the evening, like it is now. You know, in fact, the, the, the sun, it was like winter, the spring, you know, where the time hadn't changed yet. And I go driving up there, and I remember driving past the house, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice in my head saying, go home. And I felt so scared. And so uh, you drive all the way up the hill, and there's Sutter's Monument where he's standing there pointing down at the gold, you know, where, where they discovered gold. And I remember going up there and just making the loop, and I, and I turned the car to drive home, and I was glued. I mean, there was nothing that was going to take my focus off the road. I was, I was so terrified. Drove past it, and if I remember, Marisa in a car with me says, hey, do you see that fog by the side of the road? And I said, I don't see nothing. I'm going home. So I drove all the way home. It took me about maybe 20, 30 minutes after I got home and got out of the car to relax enough to talk about what happened up there. So I had that happen. And this is all in the middle of all this other stuff going on, you know, with this other ghost team and you know, doing these investigations. At that time, we were filming the show, so I was filming this, this ghost team. And so I was just learning, you know, about experiencing stuff and watching the psychics and all this and, and, and learning how to do these, you know, EVP work and, and use the equipment and all this stuff. It was like on the job training, right? And uh, so I, as my abilities got stronger, I, I noticed even more at home, you know. And uh, my mom and dad, they, they would go out of town a lot, and so I was home alone a lot. So I, I tend to notice a lot here. This house is really active. You know, a lot of relatives here and whatnot. And um, so I started to notice a lot of that stuff going on. And so I had to learn how to, you know, I learned how to deal with it myself, right? Um, the other rule is don't buy, don't get into collecting antiques or antiquities because inadvertently something's going to come with them, and it did. And uh, I'll, I'll do that a little later. But uh, one of the main ghosts that's here, um, I think he's still here, is 
a gentleman and uh, Nancy Matz and I had this discussion about this guy because back then I, I even knew Nancy Matz because when I was working for my my college paper I had met her because we were I decided to do a ghost hunt. A ghost thing for the Halloween issue to where you know different ghosts of Sacramento. So we, I was a cemetery as a photographer, and I met Nancy Matz. The first time I met Nancy Matz there, and so um, we became friends, fast friends after that. So I remember um, coming home, and this is like I said, my abilities were starting to go off the charts, and this is so. This is where I talk about. Jerry says, I had a queasy feeling at the Holbrook Hotel in Grass Valley. I had to go home. I got my book and fled without saying a word of the team. It happens. It happens. I mean, that, that, that does happen. And that's all part of it. You get that queasy feeling in your stomach. Usually that means you've been goosed, what I call goose by a ghost, because usually that's when they're around you. You can feel them go through you and things like that. Um, so, you know, back to the divider. It's always that divider area. And um, I remember walking through that area, and out of the corner of my eye, I could see somebody jumping out at me like they wanted to grab me. You know, like, 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 like a jump scare, like, you know, like a haunted house. I could see somebody trying to jump out at me to grab me. And so I would always, I started, and this is, I'm already like in my 25, 26 years old. So every time I go through that area, I would run because I, I could see this, this man, it was, it was a man. And I remember talking to Nancy about it. And what Nancy told me at the time was that this gentleman had been on the property before the house was even built. Because this used to be Riverland. This was underwater at one time before they, you know, dammed up the rivers and everything. So he was a fisherman, and he had fallen in his head and bled to death. Didn't realize he was dead. And he had kind of lost his mind. So he was trying to reach out to grab me. He's still there, but he doesn't... Either that, either I shut him off or, or, or whatever, but I, I don't see him. But he's, he, if, you, if you go into the dining room, you, you can still feel him a little bit when you're in there. That's why I don't spend a lot of time in my dining room. Because it just feels really heavy in there to me. But, yeah, I had him in there. And... Um, yeah, that was really scary. You know, you're walking by it out of the corner of your eye. Somebody jumps out trying try to, you know, and literally, I mean, it was, it, was, it was like a diver coming off a diving board trying to reach out and grab me with, with both his hands in that area. The other thing that happened to me, again, now leading up to um, antiquities, you know, and buying, getting antiques. I got into um, buying Greek antiquities. And one time on eBay, you could get them fairly cheap because these were like non-museum pieces. You know, you can see where they had, had repairs done on them and things like that. So I was getting them fairly cheap. So I put, I, I installed a nice little curio cabinet with some of them in there. You know, I had, I had different urns and, 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 and uh, makeup bottles and things like that. And uh, <laughs> I had one of, the, one of the psychics from the other team helping me do some video editing. And she came over and she, and she, and she stopped and went to walk through the kitchen, came around the corner and stopped. And I said, well, what's going on? What's wrong? And, and she says, well, there's someone sitting in that chair over there. And I said, well, you, I don't see anybody. What are you talking about? And she says, no, he's, he's sitting there in that chair. And he's got armor on. And it's kind of golden colored armor. And he's got a red plume on his head. And I kind of and I looked at her and I said, this sounds like a Roman centurion. She goes, yes, that's it. It's a Roman centurion. 
And I said, well, what, what is he here for? And she says, you've got coins. And I said, yeah. Well, somebody took the two pennies that were in his eyes and took them out of his eyes. And if you, if you remember history and how they buried some of these soldiers in the tradition that they had back in Greece and in Rome, when somebody died and they buried them, they, 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 would, place two, they would place a coin in, in each eye. So apparently somebody had taken these two coins, and that's why he was here. So later on, and he, he wasn't a bad guy. I mean, for what it's worth, dude, dude was pretty cool. You know, like, <laughs> my other friend would come over who was psychic, and she would laugh. She'd say, oh, he's watching TV. You know, or he'd, 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 he would be asking me, like, through her, he would ask me questions about things like the car. You know, what was the car? So he was really, he was really decent. So I said, you know, I said, I said let's, let's find out. You know, put him to rest. What do I have to do to put him to rest? He deserves to rest. And so, so he he told he told us. Now you guys are probably going to go nuts. Okay, it's what I do for this is this is ghost hunting. This is what it's about. Around psychics, this is what happens. The more psychics you're around, the the more this stuff happens. And through her, he told me that he would like me to put the uh, pennies in a in a little pine box and bury them at the base of my lemon tree. And I did, and he disappeared, and I've never—he's never returned. You know, so that was there. Uh, fortunately, for the rest of the antiquities I have, I, I haven't had any other issues with them. But uh, yeah, so that happened. You know, so lesson learned: I don't buy antiquities anymore. Mm -hmm. um, do I bring stuff home with me from investigations? Oh, heck yeah. More frequently than I'd like to say. I mean, there's ways to keep things at investigation. I mean, I've, I've been with teams, and we do this too, where we sage our team members and things like that. But sometimes they slip through, and I can tell. I, I can pretty much tell when something comes home with me and it's not the ones that are like normally in my house because they act totally different. I have an agreement with the ones in my house to the point that... Um, you know, I know you're here. You know I know you're here. Don't scare me. That's the agreement I have with them. And again, I was telling people, and if you guys remember, I put this stupid app on my phone uh, to, you know, just play around with it to see what I could hear. I try not to do that stuff in my house because I, I really don't care to know. And so whoever it was that I came in contact with, um... Whoever it was I came in contact with on the app, it was funny because I filmed the show here. This is where I filmed the show. I film a lot of my TikToks here, you know, and um, I have a bigger studio for doing other stuff, you know, where I have to do product work and, and things like that. But I filmed the majority of my video here. And so when I asked who was in here with that app, the first thing that came out of, uh, the first thing that, I, that came up was, am I on video? So it's somebody that's here all the time watching me do the show, obviously. And I know I'm filming in his room. So that's kind of creepy. Uh, see what you... Jerry's sending me messages. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. So I had something come... Okay. She says uh, she had something at home with her from Murphy's Hotel. Couldn't sleep all night. I believe it. It happens. It happens. You know, the, if it's, and I'm not going to say, like, 
normal run-of-the-mill ghosts or anything like that. But usually they hang out for two or three days, and then they realize that they don't belong there, or they don't belong in your house or whatever, and they go back. They take off and go back. Otherwise, what I used to do, it was funny, I mean, I used to, like, like when I bring things home, like one time I brought something home from the Sequoia, and I remember it came home, and I remember driving, because I had to work up there the next day anyway, so I took it back with me, and I rolled down my windows and threw it out of my car, you know, until, until they get the hell out to go back. But my neighbors, well, not so much the newer neighbors, but back then, because, again, I didn't know how to really shut things down like I do now, as far as, you know, things coming with me. And so I would open up all my doors and windows of the house, and, and, and the neighbors would hear me, you know, get the, get the hell out. And they would laugh. Oh, you brought another one home. But still, it makes me wonder what goes on when I'm not here, though, because I had a, yeah, a little, not a little boy, but a young kid walk up to me one time I was unloading groceries. And he walked up to me and he says, um, you have ghosts. And I looked at him and I said, what? He says, you have ghosts. Not you hunt ghosts or you look for ghosts. You have ghosts. So when I leave the house, you know, during the day or at night, it makes me wonder, oh, you know, are they blinking the lights on and off or something when I'm not here? So this kid was able to say, you've got ghosts. So that was kind of weird, you know. But yeah, so I mean, it's part of being a ghost hunter. I mean, that's the risk you're putting yourself out to, that something is going to inadvertently come home with you. And uh, you just have to go, you know, either get rid of it somehow or go with the flow until it gets tired of being around you. I know when I did the the Fallon Hotel in uh, Columbia, I remember coming home and I was lying on the couch sleeping because we were up all night and I could feel somebody crawl on top of my body and I could actually feel something, you know, something on my neck and, and I remember half asleep, you know, doing you know, that uh, weird uh, half-sleep wakeful th- state that people are in. I remember reaching up and I could feel somebody right here and I remember shoving them off. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it happens or... My air conditioner, I have a through-the-wall air conditioner for the whole house, and and it takes a lot to to remove the uh, front uh, grill on that air conditioner to clean it because you have to take it off every once in a while, you know, to clean to clean the filter. And and I remember one day I'm sitting there watching TV, and and then that uh, that that grill came flying across. I mean, it flew. Uh, it must have flown for whoever or whatever ripped it off of there. It must have flown a good 15, 20 feet across my dining room to hit my center divider. Tell you that's a happening room in there. But I remember that. I also remember my father. I mean, when my father used to sit at that that the 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 breakfast of bar area all the time and, and he was sitting there one day and he said, Hey, I gotta tell you something. And my mother had these um not silk flowers, but they were just cloth flowers and they were made out of velvet. And they were up on the center divider and he called me over because he he saw them literally lift out of the vase they were in and they kind of held, like, you know, horizontally in the air and then fell to the ground. And he witnessed that, and he told me about that. And then he used to laugh and say, gee, if I, if I was walking around, I'd go ghost hunting with you. Well, in this room, this, this was his bedroom towards the end. He would see something, in the, the, because behind me, behind the backdrop, is a little, it's about maybe 10 feet to a bathroom, and there's a small, like, like um, no shower bathroom back in there. And my father used to see somebody walk 
back and forth in that room. And so one day he says, can you, you know, can you bring your equipment in here to set it up? And I said, okay, fine. So I did. So, so, so somewhere on my DVR is footage. My father stayed up all night. He had a notepad. He has a digital voice recorder. He had a, he had a EMF meter with him and a, and a camera. And he was waiting for something to walk by there because he was going to, he was ghost hunting that night, but that night, whatever it was, decided it wasn't going to visit. But it was cute in a way, you know, to see him do that because he had all the equipment on the bed. And he was just sitting there waiting and waiting for something to happen. It didn't happen that night. But I do have the footage. You know, but so he, he, he was a staunch believer in this stuff. Because he, I think when my great, when my grandmother died, he, because um, he was in the Coast Guard at the time, I, I believe that, and he told me that it was one of those death vision things that she came to him to tell him, you know, that, that she was leaving to say goodbye. And he remembered that clearly. So he was a believer. My mother, she was, my mother was funny because she, um, she, she was a believer, but she thought it was all spooky. My grandmother, my, my grandmother was a healer. And so my grandmother was real funny about that stuff. You know, she, she, she thought it was all evil and blah. And, and all that, and so she ingrained that in my mother, and my mother, you know, my mother tolerated it. But the funny thing about it was, as my mother got older, again, you know, like old people, you kind of you kind of regress, <laughs> and she started to see stuff more and more. And I remember we were we went to lunch at the Diamond Springs Hotel because we were going to do a live broadcast on Blog Talk at the Diamond Springs Hotel, and I really did. I was working at that time for the newspaper, and I really didn't have time. To do a full prelim over there so we went there for lunch just to check it out i figured i'd walk around and take a look around and you know over there and i pull in i pull the car into the parking lot and my the first thing my mother says is oh look the, the, the children are playing up there and i kind of looked at her and i said what are you talking about and she goes yeah the children are right up there and there's no children there's no there's nobody living upstairs at the hotel okay there's no children but one of the stories of the Diamond Springs Hotel is they can hear children running upstairs and giggling and playing, you know, and whatnot. And so my mother saw the children. That's the first time she ever mentioned seeing anything like that. And then as she got older, she got better and better at it, you know, where um, Mickey and I were driving back from a prelim out here in Sacramento that we did in this, in this warehouse. And... Um, had put my mom in the car, and my mom had waited in the car. She didn't go inside with us. Because it, it was spring, so it was, it was cool enough for waiting for us in the car. And we're driving home on the freeway, and all of a sudden you hear, oh, they shot him. And we looked at her and went, what? And she said, yeah, he's over way over in that corner back there. That, 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 that's where they got him. And we were shocked, you know, that, that she saw it that clearly. But she did. She saw it that clearly. And uh, there was another incident in a house in Motor Park. And I think we were dealing with some kind of uh, demon or something in there because the client had reported that she felt that stuff was coming out, that stuff was coming out of some mirror, you know. And so we were chasing this thing down with the thermal imaging camera because we could see where it was going, but we could never catch up to it. And my mother got really frustrated with us. And she says, don't you see it? It's running up and down the stairs. It's laughing at you guys. It's running up and down the stairs. It has a tail. Don't you see it? So my mother was seeing stuff, you know. Um, 
all kinds of stories like that. That's why when I would take my mom to the doctor and they'd ask me if she was hallucinating, I'd, I'd kind of look at them and go, well, I guess if you want to put it that way. But this is what I do, you know, for my for my hobby and to help people with stuff, and she sees stuff on the investigation, so I don't know. You know, I don't know what to call it. Um, I'll just look at this up here. Hello. Caffeinated cryptid with Bobby Dizzle. How you doing? I see you there. Welcome. We're just having a BS session because my internet was too shaky to hold two people on here. So uh, the guest is rescheduled for next week. So I just decided to just stay on because I knew like one person on here would be all right. So I'm just talking about my experiences, you know, growing up sensitive and and as a ghost hunter and stuff, I experienced it. I see uh, my, uh, one of my investigators, Jerry, Jerry Bazer, has had experiences on, on investigations as well, where she's taken stuff home with her or, or gone into buildings like the Holbrook Hotel and felt nauseous, nauseous, and, you know, nauseous, nauseous in these buildings. But it happens. It does happen. And Jerry did the right thing. I mean, if you feel nauseous in a building, the first thing you do, you don't stand there and stay in the building the first thing you do is, or the room, the first, the, the main thing to do is to get out and get the fresh air and get away from it. It's, it's, it's never fun. It's, ne it's, it's never fun to get sick on, during an investigation like that. You know, and I have, I have felt that. I, oh yeah, I forgot about the Queen Mary too, Marisa, remember? Uh, we did, uh, before I was even thinking or considering ghost hunting, Marisa Haynes and I, um, we're down in Los Angeles, Disneyland, and all that stuff. We decided to uh, do the ghost walk thing at the Queen Mary, you know, and go, and go on their ghost tour. And we did, and it, it, was, it was, you know what, I hate to say it was hokey, but it, it was kind of kind of hokey. But we got in this area, by this dining area, and we were walking through, and suddenly, like Jerry says, I felt sick to my stomach, where I wanted to puke. And um, so I sat down, and Marisa said my face was green. And uh, one of the tour guides came over and asked me what, you know, if I was okay, and I told him what happened. And he told me that there was this little girl that had fallen overboard, and that she liked, or she was searching for, they figured she was searching for her mother, because she would tend to attach herself to women or, 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 or run through women, because she was trying to find her mother. So that's what he felt happened to me on the Queen Mary. That was my big experience with the Queen Mary. So, you know, there was stuff, like I said, there was stuff like that over the years, just like I used to have a direct mail advertising business. And I remember I went to this place on, I think it was X Street here in Sacramento. I think it was X Street. But then there was this apartment building uh, where I had to go pick stuff up. And I got in the elevator. And I was by myself and I went to pick the stuff up. And... As the elevator went up, I got the I, I I got horribly sick, just rolling sick, to the point that not only that, but I had this horrible fear. I felt I felt I felt fear, and I got I, I immediately went went back to the ground floor and drove home. And I said, "Look, I'm not going in this place. I refuse." And so my father had to go, and I did some research on it and found out that there had been a stabbing in there two days before. You know, stuff like that. That was happening with me. Which brings me back to the psychic development class I'm teaching 
on the fifth. That's that's why I had to teach. I'm self-taught. I had to teach myself how to deal with that stuff. You know, but it happens. It even happens to season investigators. I've been doing. I've been doing um, like uh, posts, especially at the Wilton Opera House. I I was doing a post, and uh, it was with when we were filming. I think it was when we had filmed, or no, it was my team doing it. And I had, eventually I split off from from filming the paranormal to running this team. And I was doing a post at the Wilton Opera House, and I felt something go through me. And like Jerry says, you feel nauseous. And I'm sitting there doing the post and saying, well, this is what happened. Here's what we heard, you know, the EVPs and all that. And then my stomach did this flip, and I knew what had happened. But I kept going with the post because I thought, okay, I'm just going to plow on through. What it does is it the, the, that energy that, that they take when they go through like that, it exhausts you. So I was down for three days afterwards. I mean, I was exhausted. But it happened. You know, it happened. It happens to the best of us. Because sometimes you let your guard down. And everybody does. You know, your guard's not always up. So on uh, those times you let your guard down, you know, the times that, that, that you take what they call a psychic kid, which is what that was, you know. But it's, it's a very uncomfortable feeling. I remember going to Virginia City. I think Marisa was with me. And I won, well, I won quite a bit of money. So we were having good dinners and doing all this other stuff in, in Virginia City and decided to go down in that... Um, that uh, museum of your repute went downstairs into that. Not, I didn't realize at that time that there was something, something dark down there. <laughs> and uh, I know when I got home after that trip, I was down for like three or four days because I took, I took a hit from something, something that was down there. So I mean, it happens. It happens. I don't get those hits very often anymore because I'm more, you know, aware of that stuff really aware of that stuff now, more so than I used to. And again, I was untrained back then. I didn't know how to open and close that door. But once I got better at closing the door, I didn't, I, I didn't have those problems. Even though occasionally, every once in a while now, but not like it was. Not even close to what it was. But, yeah, you know, with, with my abilities, I don't use my abilities like everybody else does. Once in a while, yeah, but to me, I, I leave that to the psychics, that, to the psychics and mediums like Nancy Matz and Karen Clark and the people that that you that, that are used to using them. Because I'm not used to using them. I don't I don't want to see people. I, I, I don't want to see dead people. I have no desire to see dead people. None whatsoever. I'm sitting here one day in my living room, and my mother. I don't remember if my mother had, had just had her stroke. Maybe she had. Maybe it was within a few days of her having her, her first stroke. And I'm watching TV, and I see what looks like my mother walking into the living room and turn around and walk the other way. And I thought, whoa, what's going on here? So I followed this woman, and by the time we got into the kitchen, she had disappeared. And I went down the hall, and my mother was lying in bed. No problem. I think it was one of, I think it was one of my aunts that had come to check on me and check on her. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. Because the face, you couldn't... I can make the face out. It wasn't quite my mother. It was someone else. Younger. So it was probably one of my aunts. Who, who you know, that, that, that had preceded her in death at that point. But I remember I followed her down the hall. I even told my mother about it. I said, hey, did, 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 did you see that? She said, see what? I said, no, no. So, da, da, da. She goes, well, I don't know who it was. And I said, well, I don't know either. But I remember seeing that. So this house is... So, 
This house is active. I know, like, right now I'm being watched. I know they like my, they, they like my show. My family likes my show, so they're hanging out all the time. You know, is it scary? No. It's nice to know. It's nice to know that my family is still around. It's, it's really a good feeling to know that, that my family is still around. My mother, oh, my God, she's, she's around all the time. You know, she'll grab my hand. I'm, I'm in there watching TV. I can feel her grab my hand like she used to grab my hand. Because she would dig her nails in, into my palms. And she'll, she'll do that. I'll, I'll, feel her dig, I'll feel her grab my hand and, and, and dig her nails into my palms. Where I hear her laugh. So I know she's here. You know, it's an, interest, it's, it's, it's an interesting ride, as they say. And I know my other family members have, have felt her as well. So she goes, you know, she goes to everybody. But it's been an interesting journey, you know, and I have, I'm, I'm working on writing this book and, and, and putting stuff together, you know, to tell my story because I, I think I have a real interesting story about my evolution as a ghost hunter, you know, you know, being sensitive as a kid and then kind of, kind of dousing it and then going into ghost hunting and then all this that goes on all the time. So Hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll, I'll get up off my duff and do this book and get it over with. It's, it's about one-third done right now. I see Nancy Matthews in the room, Sharon Clark, um, the caffeinated cryptid. <laughs> I love it. The caffeinated cryptid. Awesome. I see Marisa Hayes is in the chat room. I just wish the internet held up tonight to where we could, could have had our guest on, but it just didn't do that. So hopefully next Tuesday I'm gonna do a physical reboot on my um, on my router and everything and see if I can't get this this internet going properly. But like I said, any heavy news day is gonna be like this. I think we got through last night pretty well, but today was just ugh, absolute ugh. But uh, I just wanted to share that stuff with you. I didn't want to, you know, go off the air completely today. At least put some kind of show on, you know, and talk about things, and talk about insights. But I have team members. I mean, one one, one day maybe, you know, we'll get some like Jerry. Jerry can come on, and Karen can come on. You know, and a couple others can come on and talk about their experiences because we've we've had a lot of experiences, you know, doing investigations over the years. Lots of them. Lots of them. That's why I can't wait to get my website back up and going because there's a lot of stuff to to uh, look over. I mean, we used to have one of the biggest paranormal websites on the web at one time. And I have, you know, I, I lost track of things with taking care of my mom and everything, so I want to get everything back up where it used to be. In fact, my team is about to embark on some really cool investigations coming up here. We're looking forward to them. We're going to start filming our documentary. Of, uh, I'm not going to say what it's about, but it's, it's going to be a pretty cool documentary, so we're going to be filming that. So I'm excited about that, you know, we started undertaking that. And, and you're going to get to meet my team members. I'm going to be filming them as well. And, and they'll have like a 10-minute interview each team member so you guys can get to know, you know, all my team members. So that, that's in the works as well. I'll be filmed in my studio over here. You know, so there's a lot coming up. And with the show, we're going to keep on pumping, keep getting these really cool guests for you guys to listen to. And, uh, yeah, just keep the process going and, and I keep up, and that's what I hope is you guys continue to follow us and back us. And, uh, yeah, you're doing really good, you know, just like today. Just because I'm sitting here getting, I'm sitting here barking for an hour. <laughs> that's you guys, telling you stories. 
<clears throat> my allergies are so bad. But, uh, yeah, you know, the show, you guys, have, it's in three years. Like, look how far the show's come. <clears throat> it astounds me. I have horrible allergies. And it's all because of you guys, and I really appreciate it. I really do, you know? I really, really do. Yeah, I couldn't have done it without... I've known, Man, I've known Nancy for so long. I've known Marisa for so long. I've known Jerry for so long. Jerry goes way back with my team. I've been doing this for 19 years. Jerry probably goes back seven or eight of those years. Maybe more. Jerry Beezer. So I've, I've kept a lot of really nice, you know, really good team members. And I'm really proud of that. You know, because a lot of people come and go. And, and it seems to be that I, I tend to retain... <clears throat> really quality, real quality people on my team. <laughs> Jerry's ready for investigating. I am too. Got all that new equipment to play with. All kinds of new equipment. All kinds of new toys to play with. Yeah, and away we go, right? Anyway, tomorrow Nancy Mass is going to be with us. We're going to be changing, changing it up. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, coincidences and all that stuff. Not tomorrow. There's a lot going on in the UFO world right now. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of news about UFOs and UAPs. So we're going to shift gears tomorrow. And Nancy and I are going to be talking about UFOs and UAPs tomorrow. Okay, just a, just a heads up. Usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Hopefully, I'm going to work on my router tonight. So hopefully I can get the router settled enough to where it can hold both of us on here without having issues like we did today. That's what I'm hoping. Right? But what I hope and what happens, two different things. We'll see. So hopefully that happens tomorrow and everything goes well. But uh, that's what we're going to be doing. That's what Nancy and I are going to be talking about tomorrow. UFOs and UAPs. Okay? Just a heads up on that. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. Our guest that was on scheduled for tonight couldn't, couldn't keep, again, I couldn't keep two, both of us on the screen at the same time. So she's coming back on August 2nd, 6.30 p.m. We're going to get that show going. Okay? It's real nice of her to rebook. I really appreciate it. So we're going to get her on August 2nd. All right. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We're just trying to get the word out about the show. Okay. And uh, the more the merrier. And again, thank you guys for commenting because that's going to make Facebook happy and it makes YouTube happy and puts us up higher than that FYP. And uh, I really appreciate you doing that. I appreciate the likes on here. And uh, the, I appreciate each and every one of you. Each and every one of you, and everybody that's listening on Spotify and all those other places, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Seeing somebody new come into Caffeinated Cryptid, thank you very much. Just believe, you know, not all shows are like this. We have great guests, but uh, the internet just didn't want to cooperate with me today. So, just one of those things. So, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with Nancy Matz, and we're going to be talking UFOs and UAPs. Have a great evening, everybody. And uh, let me get queued up here so I can shut this down. And I will see you. Bye.